Attack and Release Show. Season five, episode two? Is yes. this two? Is this episode two? I two. think it's episode two. Dos. Season five, uh, episode two. Yeah, we're doing it in Spanish Uno. now. Si. I took Dos. zero Spanish. Tres. I could not. I, I, I couldn't do it. I took uh, three, four years. Don't remember much of it. Wasn't great at it. I'm not great at English, so Spanish was... <laughs> I took way too many years <laughs> of German because, like, my best friend at the time was German. Oh. And now, like, one of my best friends is Spanish. And it's like, well, I wish I could, you know, I don't know talk to him. <laughs> my kid in preschool has a Spanish teacher. Wow. In preschool, Miss Andonia. Shout out to Miss Andonia. Shout out. <laughs> I don't know. Love it. I just thought that was kind of crazy. But, like, what did he say the other day? Uh, I don't know. He's like said like a few things in Spanish. You're like, where the heck did you learn that from? <laughs> School. It's kind of weird. He's four. You know? Anyway. So I think this episode, well, first of all, it's a revisit to episode one. Yes. But I think instead of calling it Torrented Software, I think we're going to call it Your Crack is Showing. <laughs> and we're going we're, we're gonna to kind of reminisce. You know, if there's maybe talk if we're still using any cracks. I was. It's also a drug. Never, never do a drug named after a part of your own ass. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's good. I was doing crack at the time. Mm-hmm. Sam, I believe. Uh, had had you been on the stuff previously? Previously, but when we did that first episode, I was no longer on the crack because oh, I okay. took a stance of against cracks at the time okay so my crack was showing your crack was not showing anyway but i used to crack i used to crack all the time i used to crack all the time too and sometimes i miss the crack which we'll get into (laughs) oh man season five just going downhill sam take (laughs) us into housekeeping oh yes what a segue Okay. Okay. So, my dear friends, audience, listener, thank you so much for tuning into our episode. Uh, this is the segment we call housekeeping. And during this time, we would love for you to uh, like, share, subscribe to our episode. It helps us go further into the podcast community and universe. One of the most beneficial things we've seen, which a lot of people are doing this year. Um, or last year more so saying is uh, taking a screenshot of podcast and then post it on Instagram um, in their story and tagging us and then we reshare it. That seems to be very effective in uh, cross marketing. It's also mutually beneficial, mutually beneficial. It's mutually beneficial because uh, we also then share your account with all our followers. So it's like a, you know, it's like popular. It's like a six, seven, eight thousand person swing, to be honest, between everybody's accounts, depending on who's sharing and who's whatever. So, um, so it works out well for everybody. It's mutually beneficial. And um, yeah, this is the time where you can go do that. If you want to go to <coughs> iTunes, like, share, subscribe, leave us a comment. That helps over there. Um, Spotify, you can listen, you know, subscribe pretty much anywhere you're listening this from. If you're listening to this episode right now, just hit the like or star button or leave a comment. We would greatly appreciate that. And that is housekeeping. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. It's getting really nice and tight, like a tiger. It's getting nice. So 
since we're starting a little late, you just want to, you know, take a crack at this one? Let's take a crack. <laughs> crack oh. of the bat? <laughs> at the crack episode. Sam, what was your first crack? <laughs> uh, shoot. my fr- I mean, my first crack was Logic. Like, I mm. cracked Logic. Um, I had GarageBand. Uh that where comes for free. Started, which comes for free, right? I'm saying I then downloaded a crack off uh, Pirate Bay that was Logic, like whatever I don't know, six or something. <laughs> Who knows what it was back then? It'd been 12, 13, 14 years ago. Whatever it was, I downloaded it, and uh, at that time, cracks were maybe in their prime. Like there wasn't a lot of serial identification because <laughs> sometimes you had to get crack programs to generate codes for serial numbers like later on in the crack world. And companies started to get really, um, right, rightfully so, I suppose, you know, protective of their software so people mm-hmm. would just share it everywhere for free. Um, but yeah, Logic was my first crack. And then the the first uh, plug-in <laughs> crack that I had was, uh, was Antares Auto-Tune. That was one of the first, or the first. I'm trying to remember. But I wanted to, with my friends, make a rap record like a T-Pain, and uh, we needed auto Is this like the I'm on a boat days? Yeah, maybe before that. But yeah, it was basically like auto-tune I knew was a tool um, that could make us sound like we could sing and rap, even though we mm-hmm. couldn't. I understood that at that time, and... I had seen it at a studio that I had been in one time and I went searching and it was a hard crack to find uh, initially, but I found it. And uh, then from there, I I got in the Waves bundle crack of some level. And uh, I, yeah, I used cracks for like the first three, four years for sure. And um, some days I miss them. So <laughs> I'll explain why, but... Uh, what was your first crack, Matt? <clears throat> I'm trying to think if Logic was my first crack. I think someone gave me Logic 9. Yeah. And for some reason, Logic 9 was just really confusing to me. Yeah. I don't know. It just like, it, to me at least, it wasn't overly intuitive like Logic X, Logic X is. Right. Or 10 or whatever you want to call yeah. it. <clears throat> And so, I don't know. I had, like, a weird time navigating it. I was also, like, really, really, really new to Max at the time, so that yeah. probably played a part in it. But, yeah, I didn't really care for that, and so I think I just kind of, like, held out a while. Uh, but it wasn't really long after that, like, Logic uh, 10 kind of launch. I did, like, very, very minimal stuff in 9. It'd be, like, recording, like, church services if somebody asked me to do that, or, like, mixing the band, like, that like the whatever multi-track that we mm-hmm. pulled or something like that. That was like more in nine. Um, but I don't know really who had that license. But actually, I do know who that license, and that guy doesn't pay for anything. So that was totally a crack. Um, Logic 10 was a crack for a while, uh, even when we did our first episode. And then, let's see, my first plug-in, I want to say it was that whole Waves bundle. Yeah. And you got a lot. Yeah, there's you gotta you gotta play with a lot. I I think my second one, uh, my second one I think was like Ozone six, mm. maybe five or six. I still like Ozone. I still like Ozone. I don't. 
I don't have any cracks, but we're also probably going to talk a little bit later of like, do they still serve a purpose today? Is Pirate Bay still alive, like a thing? To be fully honest, and this isn't like a righteous thing, I haven't downloaded or been to Pirate Bay. It's got to be four or five years. Like, I have not torrented anything in years at this stage. I don't even think about it, honestly, anymore. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to assume that it's still a thing. I mean, I could Google it. Oh, yeah. I'm on it right now. I was going to say. Also, I'll, I'll also say I'm pretty glad that, like, I, I don't know if you do this, but, like, I have that, like, oh, ABP ad blocker. <laughs> yeah. Because if I remember if you went on to Pirate Bay and you didn't have that ad blocker, oh, it would yeah. just be like obnoxious amounts of adult content. And so like, you know, you're like, man, I wish I could find this plug-in. And like, I don't know, like at that time, like I was like at a church. So right. like, you're stealing and you got all this like pornographic mm-hmm, material mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on your screen. And it's like, well, this is kind of weird. This, is, this isn't what I came here for. But um, but yeah, I just went to Pirate Bay and thepiratebay.org is still up. And yeah, I typed in Ozone I just did too. and... It is feature rich still. I'm kind of curious like, now. I'm gonna search for <laughs> I, well, waves. Well, everyone kind of. I I don't know if this is the reason that plugin companies will be like, "Here's this free plugin. Kind of doesn't do anything, but the GUI looks <laughs> sick." And <laughs> waves is still uh, up there. Oh, probably. Yeah, I just searched it. And you had to have like these really weird ways of opening them, like yes. you, like unwrappers, like RAR and stuff. files, yes. and like like Wix files or something like that. And then you had to like download this thing that looked like a beetle to like open it. And then you had then you like saw this like there was one I, that I had where like you had to go through this like really weird backdoor system, and then it like opened up this weird looking Windows like <laughs> operating system looking thing, and there was this like. I don't know, this like cartoon character and she was in a weird position and <laughs> it was like your, your code and you're like, all right, all right. And like music was playing really loud. So if like anyone was around you when that happened, it was just like more just like, like I don't know, just weird <laughs> things. The, the whole the whole thing is just weird to me. Yes. Um, but I feel like the reason that some of these companies will be like, here's your free plugin is because you have to set it up through their like little portal right. or whatever. And then whenever you install that plugin, you're like, yeah, I love free stuff. I got like all your, I have like all your plugins. I love your plugins. But then you get that free one and it just completely crashes all of your cracks. Yes. And so you have to take that off. You have to take all your cracks off. Then you have to re-download all the cracks. Yep. And that's, for some reason, I think that's why they do that as opposed to like, you know, oh, here's a new free plugin because who cares about adjusting phase when you're, I don't know, left, right phase when you're, Downloading cracks. Right. So, yeah, just some kind of like BS thing. So, yeah, it's still alive. I actually had a friend in college who downloaded so much not legal music, (laughs) which just sounds really funny now because it's like if you like weren't really doing a lot in like the early 2000s to like, I don't know, pre-Spotify, pre-Apple Music and all that stuff. It was like you were kind of like downloading music on LimeWire and giving your computer like AIDS and (laughs) it never really went well. Well, this guy downloaded so much stuff on Pirate Bay that 
and it was like movies and music and all this stuff that like he had some like weird federal agents like come and visit his room. He oh was like a few doors down from me and like I don't know if something happens on one side of the barracks in college like everyone else on the rest of the barrack hears it by like the next meal. <laughs> And so you're like, yeah, so-and-so like downloaded all this like music and he got this like threatening letter and stuff like that. The funny thing is, is that now that guy is a undercover cop. So that's the funny <laughs> part about that story. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't have cracks. They're a little crazy. So, so what made you want to switch? I don't know, like what, what direction you want to take this in? Do you want to take this in like relishing in like the cracks <laughs> Or do you want to be like, this is why I don't do this anymore, like a holier-than-thou episode? Well, Which way do you want to take this? In the, in the OG one, uh, we I feel like I was pretty clear on saying I don't support cracks because I feel like it's stealing um, from companies that have made a product. And if you want to be a legit business, you shouldn't steal because that essentially means that you would be okay if people stole from you and I'm not okay with sure. people stealing from me. You know, if they like something I'm doing, um, I would like them to pay me and not just redistribute it for free over and over again. But for me, the reason why I wanted to, I mean, do this episode is I, at this stage, you know, I've, I've owned, I own all my plugins. I like owning plugins, but what drives me bonkers um, and why I actually miss cracks um, is I still pay for updates and I hate updates. Like, I hate the amount of updates software there all are. All the wave stuff. All the wave stuff. I mean, all companies, they're constantly like every quarter updating because obviously I'm assuming it's because like Macs are updating, like everybody's updating everything constantly. And so it's like this chain reaction of when one thing updates, then everybody else has to update their software code or however it works. I'm naive to it. But well, you have like that whole like M1 system that right, Macs are running on right. now. Which and we, so you have to be able to provide to like the Intel chips yeah. and then like the new stuff. And now everything's got to run native. Right. So, and we ran into yikes. to a similar. I had to rebuy everything when we went to sixty four bit. Like, I did. Mm. I had bought everything like a year before that. I was still using like half cracks or something. But when everything went sixty four bit, you had to rebuy your own plugins. Like, and it was like full price pretty much. And so I found like over the years. I mean, as silly as it sounds, I miss my crack plug-in days a lot because mm. back then, I swear in my life, everything was more stable. Like, I know people who would use cracks and they'd be like, it's always crashing. And I'm like, are you sure it's cracks or is it all the porn you downloaded? Like, you know, because in my, like, that was never really my thing. And I used cracks for audio and like never had issues, you know, and over the, I have more issues with legal plugins and software than I ever did when I had cracks. And the updates drive me bonkers. I get behind that. And even like the other day with the iLock, I mean I texted you like when the iLock cloud went down. Oh, yeah. That was so inconvenient for a whole day and their response was just like we don't know when this will resolve, but their whole thing is like zero downtime. And it was like Well, you got to buy the zero downtime. Yeah, time. so you have to buy zero downtime, which I didn't own. I didn't understand what that meant, which is sure my own fault. Um, you know, because I talked to them, they're like, well, you don't own this, so 
you can't like have access to your plugins that you own. Um, and so stuff like that to me drives me bonkers. And I think what really drives me bonkers with most plugin companies, and of course this is why they want you on a subscription base, um, is having to pay for updates every quarter or every year on plugins you bought outright instead of doing subscribing feels like they're stealing back from me. Um, hmm. Because they claim, of course, they're providing updates. Well, the updates aren't really updates for my benefit, usually. The updates are just so the plugin keeps functioning, which I know for like tech, it's really expensive to update anything. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so I understand they need to cover something, but I feel like most plugin companies at this stage have turned into like a super gimmicky, <laughs> and maybe it's always been this way about money, of course, which is not against businesses being about money. And profiting off a product, but it feels like the consumer, from my standpoint now, being 14, 15 years into using plugins, you know, and using cracks and whatnot and owning everything, is like, I am so tired of having to spend money on things I already supposedly own. Like, it just feels like they're stealing from me. (laughs) And I know I agree to the terms on some level, but. They really still have, these companies have uh, the upper hand because they can just mm-hmm. do an update and be like, by the way, it's $69.99 for the update if you want to keep using your plugin um, yeah. after you've already bought it for the like overpriced you know, amount. And that to me has made me rethink like, it gets in a bit to like, should, you know, are there better ways to make money on things? So I was having a conversation with a buddy about um, about music licensing, and um, basically, there there's becoming an issue with with people that license music to YouTube and whatnot with copyright um, because of all these companies that are like Splice are selling the same sample, and you're allowed mm-hmm. to you can make a song with the same sample I can, and we can both profit. The issue is the AI that runs. Um, all the basically source ID or identification for these things is flagging people's songs and saying you're mm-hmm. copying this person and this person's copying this person and this person's copying this person. And they're trying to stop um, people from basically monetizing or making money off their song that they legally do have clearance from because they paid for it. The long, long story short is basically, I think, eventually we need to get to a spot where everything is essentially free um, because you can make more money off advertisement and things of that nature. But with plugins and stuff, I think at some point it would almost be better to, this is just future thinking and projecting, to like open up and make it all like freeware essentially and make money a different way um, off the plugins and stop with like the subscription stuff, stop with like update, like nickel and diming people. Because most of the audio community is pretty sick of all of it. And of course, you could push back. Like Old people are like, oh, stop bitching because <clears throat> back in my day, you had to buy a console and a tape machine and like you have to spend like a couple thousand bucks a year or something maximum. But it's just it just feels like at this stage when I compare the value of what I'm getting, it's not really... Um, it's not a huge deal, but if we're putting it in the context of this episode... My cracks were more stable. I didn't have to constantly update them, and they worked better. You know, and 
I didn't pay for them, but now I feel like I'm forced into this cycle of I have to keep up with the Joneses essentially and keep paying for software updates, keep playing for plugin updates, but I'm not necessarily getting any added features. So it's like I do the math over like the next 20, 30 years of having to pay for this crap. And I'm like, this is outrageous for a, yeah. you know, for a 12-year-old CLA plugin, you know, like that I bought already twice, <laughs> you know, over. And now I still have to pay to use it, even though I own it. You know, and that's their motive to get you to do subscription, which then really just is like subscription based is you don't own anything, you're just leasing forever. Um, so anyway, that's my this this is a rant, you know. Um if you're listening out there, you'd be like, just suck it up, pay for it. That's fine. I do do that, but this is a podcast, so we're talking about how we feel. <laughs> so that's Yeah, you came to us. You know. <laughs> so anyway. Bitch as long as you want. Buddy. What are your What are your thoughts about the cracks? Uh, I am. I, I, I'm. I'm of the camp. I would rather own as opposed to lease. Yeah. Um, I stopped buying everything from Slate once, or I stopped paying any money to that dude when he went to his subscription system. I don't know if you can buy anything from him anymore, but. <clears throat> I have like his like little compressors that like they did emulations of, and there was like a like the mix rack, the tape machine. Then there was like that FGX. That was like one of the first plugins I ever had. Um, that gets really like cranky at like minus nine RMS. So it's like you can't really go loud with it. You got to have something after it. But yeah, I just I I can't I can't stand subscriptions because I I would just much rather own something. And it's like, I'd rather buy it once and I'd rather you just leave me alone and then me not have to deal with you anymore. As opposed to, oh, look, who's in my wallet again? Right. And for that one plugin that I use. And I don't know. I understand from a business, like, why they're doing that and right. why they think it's okay. And it's like, I get it. You, like, you you, you want to live your big LA life and you want to, like, live in your big old bougie house and I don't know, all your... Like you got a lifestyle to maintain, and you got this big ass office, and you got a you got overhead, and you've I don't know all that fancy shit you put everywhere. You got to pay for it. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I'm I, I I just don't feel like paying your subscription. Just just kind of like flat outright. Um, as far as waves go, um, I've dumped everything except for I think three plugins, and. Yeah. Besides that, it's like I just I'm everything with uh, with UAD. I know you're I, you're you're not a big UAD fan. Um, I don't know why, but I like UAD. I, um, I think- it's not that I'm not a fan. I just I never bought in into the you know into UAD, and so I don't. I just don't. It kind of sucks getting into it right. because there's like overhead with it. Yeah, it's like it comes with like baggage of like I gotta buy a satellite and right. then these plugins are so freaking expensive. <laughs> and then they don't have old man mode. Who doesn't have old man mode? Right. It is twenty twenty two when this is being recorded. Who doesn't have old man mode? I want this thing to be as big as the screen. I want like the biggest GUI available. Right. It is the tiniest massive passive in the world. It is time to to do old man mode on UAD. I mean they don't do it's it because end. it would cost them so much money to re uh it's scaling to redo a GUI. It, to scale it. 
Because that's when I was looking in to build a plug-in literally this year. And I talked to, well, was the guy we actually maybe should have on sometime, the guy who actually builds Waves plugins. And he was saying one of the biggest costs is making sure it scales and like having to create all the different versions of it and then continually updating it as you know we get into 4K, 5K, 8K. Like he said, that's like where all of the money is like really going for the most part. Like that's heavy amount of the budget is just in making sure it can enlarge, <laughs> which is annoying for everyone. Um, so that's why a lot of companies don't do that is because it would require them personally to spend millions of dollars to redo their plugins for no, once again, like I was saying, no functional update. It wouldn't be better, it would just be a bigger plugin, easier to read. You know, there'd be nothing more beneficial about it. Well, I'd stop complaining. Right. It's probably a lie. I probably wouldn't stop <laughs> complaining. Um, <clears throat> so back to cracks and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. What you were saying, I, I, I don't really like waves. So um, I. How long ago was this? Maybe like a year into this podcast, I started buying a lot of my stuff. I think I started with like Plugin Alliance and FabFilter. FabFilter is so expensive, but dude, it's so good. So yeah. you got to like, I think it's just me talking to me. Like, like, I'm, <laughs> like this is like a dialogue, but just with me, apparently what I was doing right there. Um, I did Plugin Alliance because I use a bunch of them and FabFilter. Um, like a little bit of waves, but it's like once again, I was like, I don't, I don't really want to get into like all of your mess. Then I found like a bunch of like boutique, boutique plugins that I really liked. Actually, I think one of my first ones was Ozone that I bought just because I used it so much. I don't like do like all the presets and all that stuff, but it's like it's just like ah, I kind of want like a little bit of this, and so oh, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I mean. I don't really have like the the whole. I'm kind of looking at it. Now. I don't really have like the whole skyscraper of plugins that like you open up, except for UAD. Um, but yeah, I started buying stuff, and in all honesty, I kind of started feeling a little bit guilty. And I said in that first episode that like as soon as I start making some decent cash uh, with these, I'll definitely go in yeah. and uh, hop on board. Some of the things though that like. I guess I had some FOMO with it, and I don't really know if it's like legitimate FOMO because I really haven't seen a situation to where I like this more. But you definitely miss out on like any positive upgrade that's right. done to positive upgrade and update that's done to the plugin and software. Like, for instance, like Logic, for the longest time, I was just on a cracked thing of Logic 10. And Sam would be like, yeah, just go here. And I'm like, mine doesn't do that. <laughs> and then I sent him a screenshot of mine, and he's like, whoa, mine does not look like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think this was like a beta version of Logic 10. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but so did that fab filter. I was like, I used the Pro-L at the time, like on everything. So I was like, oh, I got to get the Pro-L. And then it's like, it sucks because then it's like a few months later, like, the Pro-L 2 came out. I was like, well, I got to get that. That thing looks sick. <laughs> so... Um, kind of hopped onto that. Um, UAD was a little bit later. I don't regret getting it. I just really wish they would scale some stuff. Um, for the price of the satellite, you could probably do that. Um, who else? RX was the big jump for me, and I did advanced. Here's what sucks about RX, and when I kind of made that jump, and it's probably like the whole thing of like, this is how much... 
like money you should have been paying me kind of thing. Um, I bought the advanced one for like $1,200. And this was like, I don't know, like like the week of Valentine's Day or something. They run a 30% off sale on <laughs> all plugins on Valentine's Day. Who the hell runs a Valentine's right. sale? I'll, I can answer that for you. Nobody runs a Valentine's sale. Everyone's going to be like looking like right now. This is air in January. Everyone's going to be like calling me out on Valentine's Day. Um, so, yeah. They, and, I, and, and RX is never on sale on Valentine's Day. Right. 30% off. So it's 30% off $1,200. That's why I was pissed. Right. So, I mean, that's um, part of like my issue with this whole conversation. And this really gets into like business and like a much larger issue with the tech world and moving into digital world. The more we move into digital and virtual reality, augmented reality, you know, atmosphere, atmos type stuff, is there seems to be a, there seems to have been a shift in the last 10 years from like companies really caring about their, the people who use their products to switching it around, or maybe they had more, it appeared to be a balance of like, we're making money and we also really care about the people that we are making our products for to a spot of like, no, now we're just pumping everybody for money. And if we can manipulate the market enough to where they have to keep paying us every few months for these updates, then yep. we can increase bottom line without having to give them anything new. The only thing we need to do is just create problems essentially that we solve ourselves and then charge them. Because a lot yeah, of it's like here, yeah, well, uh, like here I go giving like plug and alliance like the benefit of the doubt and like buying all their stuff because I thought it like I, I still think it all sounds pretty decent. And uh, then they go and make their own damn mastering like software, right? <laughs> Of like, it's like at first they made that like little goofy thing that like the, it's like all these like no name people from the UK who are like running their music through like this little box and it's like oh yeah here's input and output and here's like foundation like what the hell's foundation and it's like oh they're like their little like XL like patented thing and they're whatever TH or TNT or <laughs> THC whatever they're smoking over there right and then uh, I think it is THC to- total harmonic control. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was TNT. I, I I don't really care that much. And I was like, okay, whatever. I was like, and then I I like demoed it, and I was like, oh my, this is garbage. And don't get me wrong, if somebody comes out with a good one, yeah, I'll totally be like, y'all, just sell the gear right now and buy this plugin. <laughs> right. Like, I'll tell you if it's good, I'll just let you know. But this thing was like a hot mess of garbage, and. Then, a f- like, I don't know, like a few years later, they come out with this whole thing that's rivaling, rivaling, rivaling. Yeah, uh, what's it, Lander? I haven't said that name in a while. It was like, it's like, is that, are people still using this stuff? And they're like, oh yeah, here's London and Nashville and New York and L.A. sound. And it's like, well, all right, if if, if you say so, right? And it's just. I don't know, and they and then they say that's mastered. What the thing that sucks is that like, it's not even. I don't know. It's 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 not even really doing any justice for the song. You're not helping anyone out, right? Okay, you may, you're making it louder, but who gives a shit? It doesn't sound any better, right? Or like you're not really improving anything. It's not honestly ready to even go out for distribution at that point. 
And even if you feed it back through the thing, it's still going to be like, okay, I mastered it again. Right. And so it's like, well, mastering the first time is supposed to be done, and it's supposed to be perfect that time. So if it wasn't perfect the first time, then why is it the why is it like <laughs> why are you remastering right. it? Was it not perfect this time? So I don't know. Uh, the The whole thing just kind of confuses me. Honestly, really, this is probably the first time I've given it <clears throat> any bit of thought. Probably in I don't know, close to like like a year or so. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly don't really know all the players. I just kind of thought it was kind of weird that Plugin Alliance would do that, but I guess if like you think that you can do that, then I guess go ahead and do that. But I don't know. And then it's like you you have the like I, th- I think the one thing why I really don't care that cracks exist is because like a lot of these guys are discounting their products so dang much. Right. And I'll still throw Plugin Alliance under the bus. You have a hundred dollar <laughs> meter. It like sells for it's like that little strip. I use it every single day. Um, I use that. I use the Klangheim little VU meter for RMS. They have a different kind of a metric between the two, even though they're measuring the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so they behave different. And so I like using both of them. And then as final output, I register those three or those two against the um, the meter on the Pro L2. And so just like, I'll get like a mental average of kind of like where everything's sitting and like in conjunction to like the reference and then like, like what my VU meters are doing. And so there's like a big mental algorithm that's going on. But anyway, this meter... They'll sell it for $100 every other week. (laughs) And then they'll discount it 90% and sell it for $10. And it's like, well, what the hell? Like, you're just completely taking the value of this thing and just throwing it in the trash. And don't get me wrong. It's your property. You can... You can destroy the value of it all you want, right? But there's no reason to because this is a fantastic meter. There's nothing wrong with it. You were just trying to get that quick sale, but why would you try to get ten sales at ten dollars when you can just get one sale for a fantastic plug and that would require next to no marketing for right. at a hundred dollars? That's so I don't know. The economics of it don't really that's make the sense. The larger to me. issue to me of the devaluation of what these companies are doing. They're devaluing their own product, but they're devaluing then music creators' product because of accessibility. And to me, like one of the viewpoints of like when people were really against pirating, it was basically them saying, like, you're devaluing our product by stealing it. And of course, it's a different <laughs> thing when you do, like you said, like if you own it and you want to give it away tomorrow for 90% off, like sometimes I do discounts. Yes, as a master engineer, sometimes someone doesn't have the budget, but I like the music and I'm like, sure, I'll do it for half off sometimes. But I think there is a weird thing that's been happening of, you know, them being upset with people about devaluing by stealing and pirating. And then now I feel like and may, I'm being, you know, exaggerating. It feels like they're stealing from us on some level in that they're not providing. I'm paying for products over and over again that have no added benefit, you know, and that to me feels fishy. Like if I'm paying just so the software keeps running, you know, because that's what you have to do with maintenance. Like I just, I don't, my cracks never had to do that. You know, like, I ran the cracks for so many years stably, never mm-hmm. did an update, of course. So yes, you miss out on certain if they once every five years actually add a new feature 
you know, yes, you miss out on that. But on the day-to-day, I feel like the tools used to be more for professionals and now the tools are more for like hobbyists and like entry level where they are devaluing <clears throat> things such as mastering, devaluing mixing, devaluing you need to be able to sing. Like the amount of pitch correction things that exist now, you know, repair things, which are all great tools we use. And there's a pro and con to everything I'm saying, but it seems like there's been a heavy shift in focus that is then trickling into our engineering, our producers, our songwriters, people that are new to the industry. Um, there's just this oversaturation of hot garbage, in my opinion. And it's a it's selling people short because to become a great songwriter or producer or mixer or master engineer, it just takes time. Like you got to put in the hours to listen and learn your craft and all that jazz. But these companies are basically with their models are saying like, here, you're a master engineer now. I mean, that's that was like when Plugin Alliance did put out whatever that was, master desk or whatever, the manual literally read, now the drummer of your band can be a master engineer. It said that yeah. like verbatim. And when I saw that, I was just like, oh, you lost me. Like you lost mm-hmm. the professionals. Like you lost. And I know, you know, for me, they're probably like, we don't care because most people aren't professional. The majority of their market is going to be the hobbyist who, you know, never makes money. But they may never make money because our industry is currently selling everybody like short. Like and supporting. Yeah. And supporting like, that like hobbyist mentality. Right. And so the hobbyist gets frustrated and comes to me and goes, well, why is your music sound so much better than mine? It's like, well, I put in the work. How long have you done it? Oh, a year or two, but I have all the same things. It's, you know, it's the old thing of like, it's not... Put my plug and say CLA too. Right. So it's, it's you know, it's not the, the what is it? Not the Indian, the but the bow or hits. whatever that matters. You know, and... Yeah. But I wish our industry... You know, for as much as it was up in arms about pirating and cracks and, you know, devaluing and kind of this like purist mentality, it's as soon as they figured that out, they're like, why don't we just flip the script and like pump everybody for as much money as possible over and over again? And then even after we do that, we'll discount everything 90% four times a year, you know, which of course, every time I do see that, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> like, cool, I wish I would have waited. Um, you know, because it's the same product. It's a different thing, like, to me, with, like, a fashion industry, where fashion industry is always changing. So, like, each year there's a new line with different design, different fabrics, different people designed it. But when we're talking about plugins, it's the same plugin that was last year, that two year, three, four, you know, ten years ago. It's the same price, and then you discount it. It's like, you're running a sale just to pump even more people into your system, which once again, as someone who actually does support business and making money, I think there are also ethical ways to do it that benefit. I think we could be benefiting the music <clears throat> industry and everyone, even plugging companies, could make even more money if we could get people to value what they're doing. <clears throat> and that for me is like, the 10,000 foot view as a business person who does support business and capitalism and people making money, everyone is so short-sighted right now. They're short-sighted investing and short-sighted pumping the industry. 
and plugins companies are just kind of like, you know, using people and then dumping them to the side because they're going for quantity. Like, you know, me kind of complaining about this isn't really going to impact their bottom line in theory um, unless a bunch of our listeners decide to... I don't even know what we would do. Like, I don't want to take a strike because I, I want to use these plugins. I don't mind paying for them. What concerns me is the procs that are coming out are not that useful. And that to me I, is like, you know, as a professional moving forward, it's like I need, these, I need a company to make a great product. I don't need a company to make a gimmick. And that's where like I have issues with sometimes it feels like I'm paying all this money for your product. And of course, once again, it's free market, so I could just not use the product. I'm free to come and go. But it just feels like we need, you know, it's like a challenge to anyone listening, like create great products <laughs> like that professionals can use and charge a good rate for that. Like charge if a plugin needs to be $400 because it is awesome and it is like a professional tool, then I'll pay that. But don't make me pay 60 bucks every four months because you're threatening to take my license away on my second computer. Like, it's, it's just so nitpicky. Um, so that's my other rant. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, like, <clears throat> I guess my whole business thing kind of begins and ends of, like, like, outside of, like, the random company, it's like, nothing's really new tech right. either. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's another Poltec. Here's another SSL. Right. This one does that, like, focus right compressor thing. This is an LA-2A. This is, I don't know. And, like, I guess my thing is, like, nothing. none of this is new. And, like, they're being assholes about, like, ah, don't do, <laughs> don't do crack and all that stuff. Don't steal our stuff. And it's like, well, I guarantee you, your SSL plugin, like, you didn't pay, like, SSL right. to, like, copy that. And I think there's only one, <clears throat> like, actual plugin that's licensed by Poltec to be a Poltec. There's, like, I, 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 I believe I heard this or read this somewhere that everything else is just a stolen, like, they bought a Poltec or whatever, emulated it, and sold it, but it's, like... Where's like the, you know, what's what's the law called? Um, I don't know where it's your your IP. Yeah, <clears throat> intellectual property. Yeah, like like where's like the IP stuff on this on like an emulation? Yeah, you made this, and it might be like a little bit different, but it's like also it's like what is it like a few years ago before they went out of business? Like Ariana Grande sued Forever Twenty One for mm -hmm. like ten million dollars for like using a girl who had like a really long ponytail like she right. did, and so it's like. So I don't know if that's why they're not business can kind of happen around the same time, um, but it's like chances are they're not even paying the company that they're stealing the they're stealing the emulation from. So I don't know the whole the whole thing's just kind of weird. Um, I think a lot of plugin companies candidly suck. Um, it's like I, I had a friend the other day though uh, offer me. I guess he has a it's not a crack. I guess he has like a developer's code or something like that for. Uh, a pretty large company that I won't uh, mention, and pretty much it. I was like, "Oh, do they ha does it have this like new one on there?" He's like, "I don't know. It's kind of an old code." And I go and I like look up everything that's like totally like downloadable from this thing, and I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, that just came out. This is like a pretty legit code." So like this company had just released this new thing because I had just watched a video on it the other day, and 
Like, yep, that's a part of it. And it was like an old code, I guess. It's like, it's like always updating. And just like anytime that they want to beta something, they just like kind of roll it out to that. And I was like, as cool as this is, I might save this for a rainy day in case I'm like super poor down the line or something, or I don't know. But I was like, I, I, I think I'll stick to paying for stuff for now. And I don't know. I just like owning things. I, 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 I don't know. It's called like equity. I don't like renting things. I don't, I don't like kind of getting a lot of stuff for free and I don't know. But as far as cracks, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really do cracks anymore. Um, I, I guess there is a question though. Mm. And like the few minutes we have left, I guess we got like 15 or so minutes. How are you on time? Yeah, we can do 15. Okay. <clears throat> is there still a place in the world for cracks? <laughs> Is it a necessary evil? <sighs> Maybe. It's a hard question. Like, I mean, people out there might be like, no, you're an idiot. And that's how it would have been four years ago when we did that first episode. But is is it necess- is there a place for cracks? I think there's a place. I think there's a place, and I lean more towards what you were saying of, I think in that first episode when we did it, of like, I think there should be a place for personal use and profit. Like, I think... I think companies would find a way to get people to buy more or spend more if they made these sort of products that are um, often dated, like we're kind of talking about. Like I'm, I'm using like software that's like ten to fifteen years old um, mm-hmm. with a lot of these companies, and so at this stage, um, outside of like maintenance to keep it updated on their systems, which I know is what we're paying for which is everything we've just discussed, I think there could be more opportunity. And once again, I don't have the solution, but like a freeware system um, where stuff is free uh, to create and then somehow a company makes money off some something else, a back-end, a, a, a more future-oriented uh, you know, idea where they can make money instead of having to make money off the uh, product specifically. Uh there's a lot to sort out within that statement. But I think there is a... I think when I think about kids starting out making music or whoever's making music, um, I don't really care if people use cracks anymore. Like, it's it doesn't bother me. And I think for a lot of people, it's a, it's a gateway... It's a gateway drug into the music industry for a lot of people. It was for me. You know, it it gave me an idea of what I could do. Um, it gave me an idea of what plugins are, what gear is. It gave me an idea of what music, what the music industry is, what a DAW is, you know, which then ultimately got me hooked. And now I spend thousands and thousands of dollars on it. Um, because I profit off it as well, but I think when you're starting, like I wish there, I wish more stuff was free um, for creatives starting out because the cost of entry is not necessarily high, but there's friction, um, and that friction on some level is good for keeping everybody, not everybody, from just making music and throwing it up on Spotify. But I think there is 
<clears throat> some benefit to having accessibility to tools uh, when you're starting that allows you to then um, decide if you really want to make a larger investment into it. So um, cracks on some level, I don't know. I think they... I think they can have a place in the world. <laughs> they obviously do. Like, I mean, I think that's kind of the the funny thing is clearly, I mean, we went to Pirate Bay and there is an endless supply of cracks and millions <laughs> of people still download stuff every day, it appears, from my quick Google searching here. And it actually appears from what I just, what I saw was like, there's not really anybody doing anything about it anymore. <laughs> like, there's the amount of resources it takes to track down a human, um, and like actually, uh, I guess take them to trial or sue them, costs more than what they're stealing. You know, sure. Um, which is a big, you know, I think that's probably. And they're not going to be able to pay it. Yeah, yeah. Like we because if they're stealing stuff, they're not going to be able to pay exactly. it back. Exactly. You can't like you know <clears throat> pump somebody for something they don't have. Um, I mean, doing like ruin the life of like a fourteen-year-old. Right. You'll never work in this town again. Exactly. Or put him yeah. in jail. Like. Everyone like just jumped because it was like kind of like a mellow moment. <laughs> right. Like, holy crap, Matt. But yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I like in my in what I would want to say is like I'm I think there's a place for cracks. And I think um I think when people are using cracks, I don't want to say <clears throat> it's a sunk cost, because that's kind of the wrong use of the business term sunk cost, but it's almost like um it's such a I don't want to say a small percentage, but clearly these companies are making millions of dollars in profit. It appears, um, you know, and it appears they <coughs> they are doing just fine. Which doesn't mean, yeah, let's just allow people to steal because <laughs> that's a whole other issue. But yeah, my rambling is that I think there's a place for cracks, and uh, you know, for a lot of people, it's it's a way they can get into the music industry uh, for next to no friction. And then, you know, they can pay for it, you know, on some level. But I think it's a it's an ethical thing that's quite complicated. It's very simple, but at the same time, it's not. Um, because I see companies, uh, in my opinion, manipulating markets or stealing from their own their own consumer on some level and not caring. So... You know, it's kind of like they're just mirroring behavior they saw before <laughs> on some level. So anyway, what about you, Matt? Are cracks a necessary evil? <clears throat> so I feel like you'll have a much better answer than me. <laughs> I'm a I mean, you you know this about me. I'm a pretty um I'm a pretty big capitalist. Right. Um it's like I'm I think capitalism's fantastic and um I'm very pro, like, like pro market. Right. <clears throat> it's like, like proof that it works. It's like Hong Kong is one of my favorite cities. I gotta take a drink of water. Sorry. It's all right. Yeah, I was getting a little phlegmy. Um. So Hong Kong is one of my favorite cities, um, and there was. I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact date. I guess it would be like 1896 or something like that. Um, but it was essentially at the end of like the opium wars. Um, 
it was like China or like Great Britain. It was something like Great Britain was trading um, a bunch of like tea. <laughs> no, they were being traded a bunch of tea, and they were giving like like the the Chinese. They're giving them opium. And like in turn, and like it like turned into like this like crazy thing of like Britain just wanting more and more like tea, um, and there were like wars and stuff that like kind of went about because of that. And I'm butchering the story, um, but uh, it came out that Britain was given Hong Kong on a uh, on a it was like either 99 or 100 year lease, which at the time seemed like forever. Well, it wasn't forever. <laughs> in fact, and I believe it was like 96 or 97, the lease expired. And so there was supposed to be, I believe it's a 50-year integrated integration period um, from uh, like switching over Hong Kong from uh, like all of its things that it normally does to the way that China does it. And so by 50 years down the road, Hong Kong is like just absorbed as a part of China, which is funny because Hong Kong, like you drive on, I'll call it the wrong side of the road there. You like has its own currency, has its, it has its own language, it's Cantonese. It's not even like, it's, it's close. It's not even really close to sounding like Mandarin, um, has their own culture and all this other stuff. And, um, and if you just kind of look at how it's grown since like it essentially became a British colony to win like to now. It's just incredible what capitalism has done for that place. So I'm a pretty big fan of capitalism. Um, I'm also a fan of like brand loyalty and I'm also a fan of creative marketing. So like you don't have to give away too much information, but what was the first bank that you banked with, Sam? The first bank I banked with was, yeah. I mean, it was when I was a kid, it was IA Credit Union. What was the first like <laughs> bigger bank you banked with? Uh, it would have been PNC. PNC, yeah, PNC. Do you also have a PNC account? Not anymore. Oh, I did at the uh, time though, but I don't. What anymore. about like like Visa, Mastercard, Discover? Yeah, I can't kill my oh, story yeah. here. No, sorry. I yes, so, like, I have a PNC account and I have a Visa and a whatever. Mastercard. Whatever. I'm just gonna start talking about me. Come on. So. So generally, if you like Coke as a kid, not like like the drug, but like the brand, I guess one and the same to a degree. If you like them as a kid, you're going to be like brand loyal to Coca-Cola. If you like Pepsi as a kid, like, you know, like <laughs> I, I remember seeing a Coke ad um, that said, it was like like a big bottle of Coca-Cola and it's like at the, at the bottom or something like that. It's like, is Pepsi okay? Um, so because... That's really the only time you get Pepsi is if they're out of Coke. Um, but if you grew up on Pepsi as a kid, then you're all about Pepsi. If your first card was a Visa and the company didn't like screw you over or do something weird or something like that, then you'd probably still have a Visa. Same with Discover, MasterCard, et cetera. Um, the bank that I grew up with was BB&T. They just got absorbed into like a SunTrust thing and they're now Truist. Um, but I, it's like, I don't feel like moving my money. I like BB&T. I know the bankers. I know everything else there. And so I'm going to stay with BB&T for a little while. Um, so I think brand loyalty is pretty appropriate. I think what would be a really good solution to a lot of this is I don't, I don't, I don't really believe in like free things, but I do believe in gateway drugs. And so <laughs> if you did have a company, say like Plug and Alliance, hello, people I've been talking bad to this whole time. If you had a set of like really good plugins 
that you would be willing to kind of give away, you know, for free and call it like how Reaper does it, like on a quote unquote educational basis. And it's like, here's like your basic starters of LA 2A, 1176, uh, I don't know, Fairchild 670, all that jazz. You give all these things away for free. And then it's like, you kind of like hook them into your brand and you, I don't know. I'm all, I'm all for like really like good and solid marketing. Is there a, still a place for cracks in the world? I do think so. I really don't believe that much in free stuff, but as far as like an educational thing, it really got me on, uh, it really got me like on my feet and got me started really like kind of got brand loyalty, showed me how I wanted to work and how I didn't want to work and what eventually I wanted to go with and to. And now I'm pretty darn brand loyal. Um, I like UA. Um, Waves killed it for me. Um, I really like I uh, really like Isotope. I really like um, I don't know Native Instrument Instruments. I really like Plug and Alliance. I think I already said that. Slate's killed it for me. I like Sonox, Sonox, Sonex, whatever their inflator and their limiter that they have. Um, and so, like, I love Fab Filter, and so like all those things just like kind of hook me. It's like as far as like IK, it's like I download a bunch of the cracks. And I don't like IK now. I don't have IK, so. <laughs> It just kind of, it just kind of the way it is. Like T Rex, it's like, nah, I'm fine. He got tiny arms. Get out of here. So, anywho, I think that's kind of where I am on the whole deal. We're like kind of pushing up like three minutes till like time to boogie. So, you want to kind of wrap this episode? Yeah, and I what would. Do you have anything else you want to say? I would just say too, like, you know, kind of poo pooed plugins. I feel like, but. Obviously, there are plugins we like, which we talked about in our gear episode. Dude, we did a gear episode where we spent the first 33 right. minutes talking about plugins. So we can shit all over them for an episode. It's not all bad, just in the context of this episode, to talk about the quote-unquote real issues of Cracked versus Not and the trajectory in which these companies are going. It is a concern of mine that where these companies are headed is not best serving the client or the potential customer. I don't think it's best serving themselves. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's like cool, like operating on like just a very simple like basis of like, okay, well, what do we do to get this year's numbers up? Right. That's fine. Right. But it's like you're just kind of kicking the can of like, you're not really adding any value to yourself or a right. client by like kind of pissing off the pro community. Right. And that's what I and think so, I'm trying to say is like, my viewpoint is everyone could make even more money altogether if we would, as a pro community, um, somehow figure out how to stop devaluing everything constantly for the sake of short-sighted profit. And that's where we're headed. And that's what I see in our community. And it's, it slowly kills the creative art that we're making. Um, it values profit over the art. And you can have both and do it well, in my opinion. It just seems like we're headed in a strange direction. And that's really it. That's my last remark. <laughs> so, because we have to get out of here, you can probably hear Sweet Bee queuing up in the background for the 100th and who the heck knows episode of the Attack and Release Show. That, that is brought to you by the one and only Sam Moses with BeesBeats.com. If you like the beat, you can buy it, not rent it, not get it for free. Please don't get it for free. That'd be kind of jerkish. But <laughs> um, yeah, over at BeesBeats.com. If you need a mastering engineer, 
two snarky son of a guns can be found here on this podcast. Moses Mastering is where Sam is located. I am located at For The Record Mastering. If you like what you heard, if you agreed, if you disagreed, feel free to shoot us an email, leave us a comment, like, comment, subscribe. I guess everyone's saying that now on YouTube. Um, Yeah, we'd love your feedback. And if you think we're right, if you think we're wrong, uh, we'd love to have a dialogue with you. Feel free to reach out on our personal Instagrams. We don't really check. We don't even really know why we have an attack and release show Instagram. It's like it keeps gaining followers, but we don't really do anything on there. So sorry about that. Uh, shoot us a message on our personal stuff, and we'll uh, we'll get back to you. We also like cross share. If like you say something you liked about the episode, we cross share with each other like all the time. Sam and I are friends outside of this podcast, so um, we do talk and share and. If, uh, yeah, if y'all need help and we think that one would be better suited than the other to answer the question, we'll just kind of pass it off. So anywho, I think I've rambled enough. Morning, afternoon, evening, whatever y'all are having, have a darn good one. Cue up the music, bud. Cue it. See y'all. Bye.